Ran out of that grave. How about that? Amen? How about that? Uh, we are so blessed week after week with uh, a team that just blesses us and guides us in uh, the path of God for our lives. So uh, let me share with you a story about a guy that you probably don't uh, know the name. You probably never heard the name before. His name is Nikolai Ivanovich uh, Bakurin. And um, he was a guy who was one of the great leaders of his day. Uh, he, there's probably no person on the face of the earth at that time uh, that was any more powerful than he was. Uh, he was a member of the Russian Communist Party. He was a, um, uh, the editor of, the, uh, of Pravda, the communist newspaper, which literally translated means truth. Kind of interesting. Uh, he uh, was a part of the uh, Bolshevik Revolution back in 1917. And he wrote books on economy and politics that are still being used in higher education today. Uh, well, back in 1930, he was invited to travel from his home in Moscow to Kiev uh, to give a, a presentation on atheism and how the, 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 the Communist Party uh, was what people uh, needed to believe. That's what, that was supposed to be their God. And that uh, God was not alive, God was uh, definitely not going to have, uh, the God we know would never have a part in the life of the Russian government and the Russian people. And so he started making this presentation about atheism. He started launching bombs uh, against Christianity, against Judaism, against any form of religion. And, and he spoke for over an hour. And, and at the end of his presentation, he, he looks out to all the, the men that were there. That was the population. There were about 700 men gathered, pretty much uh, like this, but all men. And they were, um, uh, they were silent. And he said, are there any questions? Silence. Are there any questions? Complete silence. And, and so um, uh, he was about ready to leave the stage uh, when an old man from the back corner of the auditorium started slowly walking down the steps came down the steps, came down along the side wall, and got up to the steps of, of the stage and very slowly climbed up the steps. And he came over and he looked at Bukharin right in the, in the eyes. And then he turned to the audience and then he simply said, Christ is risen. And with that, every single person in the room stood up and said, he is risen indeed. So I have to say to you today, Christ is risen. He is risen now, you all know that you're, if you've been here for a while, you know that that was pretty poor. <clears throat> so let's try that one more time. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. And so we're going to talk about Easter. How about that? We're going to talk about the power of Jesus Christ for our lives today. Uh, we, we, we talk a lot about history. We talk a lot about uh, the past. We talk a lot about how, uh, how God brought his son, Jesus Christ, into the world in the form of a baby. We get all that. We think about history. We think about how wonderful that is. And we, and we think about the history that Robert read to us just a few minutes ago. And, and sometimes all we do is we come and we think about history. But I don't want to talk about history today. I want to talk about God's purpose and God's plan and God's power for your life. And I want to talk about it because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I want to give you one passage of Scripture today. 
one passage of Scripture that I believe that if you will learn this and if you will claim it and if you will hold on to it for the rest of your life, that it will literally transform the way you live your life. If you're a guest with us today, you may not know that in your bulletins, in your programs, uh, you find some teaching notes. I invite you to take that out. This passage of Scripture is printed there for you. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. Listen as I have the privilege of reading it to you uh, this morning. Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. You got that? Say it with me. Jesus included everyone in his death. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's try it one more time. You all know what I mean by that, right? Let's do it again. Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take just a few notes today And I want to give you what are the benefits of Jesus being nailed to the cross and most importantly today of being risen from the dead. What are the benefits of that for your life and for mine? See, so often we we, we think that um, uh, we, we know our purpose. And yet the reality is we're just drifting. We're just drifting. The first thing I think we we need to understand is is that Jesus has a great purpose for my life. And the most important thing that you can ever discover in your life is your purpose. And yet, our purpose seems to be uh, something fleeting in the wind. It is something that uh, we don't really spend time identifying it. Now, there, there's a, a lot of places that we think we get our, our, our purpose. Uh, some people uh, confuse purpose with a lot of different things. Uh, for example, some people think that because you're successful that you have found your purpose. Wrong. You can be successful and never know your purpose. Uh, some people think that you can um, have a lot of money and, and know your purpose. That's also not right. Uh, Some people think that you can be famous. Some people think that you can uh, be productive in life. Some people think that uh, you can have all of the uh, trimmings of life, and you say, "I'm, I'm successful, I know my purpose, and the reality is, you know what this world wants you to know about purpose. You know, if we're going to understand what purpose is, we can discover it in four different places. Four different choices. The first choice that I've discovered, and, and I can't remember who I'm quoting right now, uh, but is uh, we, we learn our uh, purpose uh, by speculation. And, and simply that means uh, we guess at it. Uh, um, when I went to college, I actually thought I would figure out my purpose. Um, well, I did for the first 18 months, and that was partying. I had a 1.8 grade point average. That was, I did it well. Did it well. 
and so, um, but I didn't find my person. In fact, I, I had my first, my first major was uh, in history. I thought I would uh, study history, become an attorney, and, and go into the diplomacy uh, part of government. Um, that didn't quite work out. Uh, then I, I thought, you know what, um, there's a lot of pastors in my family, I'll become, a, I'll, I'll, become, I'll get a religion major. Uh, that, that didn't work out at all. Uh, and that looked at me. Um, then, then I thought, you know what, um, my mother uh, was always involved in music. She taught piano lessons. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll have a music major. And that was great until I hit my first theory class. And, and, and then uh, I, I, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm running out of time. And, and so um, I, I thought, I'll have a degree in theater. And, and so my actual degree, for all of our guests here, I have a degree in theatrical lighting design. <laughs> and, and my father said that he spent thousands of dollars to teach me how to screw in a light bulb. <laughs> and that one day I finally saw the light and became a pastor. Well, um, you know, the reality is I didn't find my purpose at all. In, in what I was studying. And, and we, say to, we say to young people, you're going to find your purpose. No. In fact, the reality is, and I'm looking at you today, 78 to 82% of the people right here in this place who are watching at home were never passionate about what you did in life. You just did it. You went to work. You came home. You went to work. And you came home. It's not purpose. Look at that passage of Scripture again from 2 Corinthians 5.15. Jesus included everyone in his death so, so that everyone could also be included in his life, uh, a far better life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. I want you to circle that phrase, far better. Because here, here's what I want you to understand, is that you can have success and never find purpose. In fact, the reality is that most people, if, they, if you ask them, are, are just hanging on in life, and they've not found their purpose in life. Am I describing you? You see, you were created for far more than getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home, having dinner, watching television, getting up in the morning and doing it over and over. Here's what you were created for. Here is the purpose for your life. It's significance. You were created for significance. And what significance means is that you understand who you are as a child of God. And because you understand who you are as a child of God, you decide that you're going to live in this world by the biblical principles of faith to the best of your ability and my ability, knowing that we're going to sin and fall short, and that God says, I want you to live that significance in the world so that you can join with what God is already doing for the transformation of the world. So if you think that making money and, and, and having a great successful career, you think that's life? Just imagine if you would just spend time thinking about oh, what it is that God wants you to do. So the first thing that we do is we, is, is we just kind of uh, look at life and we think, uh, well, I'm going to um, 
I'm going to do it by speculation. Here's a second way. The second way we do it is by imagination. We, 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 get, um, we get these ideas from these self-help books. You know that there are 100,000 titles of self-help books uh, on Amazon uh, today? 100,000. And they say if you just find your mission, vision, and core values, you'll know who you are. Well, the reality is you're not. Here's the third. The third is introspection. Uh, I have a lot of friends who, are, uh, who worship at uh, Eastern religions, and, and so they, they've tried to instruct me in some of the practices of Eastern religion. And, and first of all, I can never sit the way they sit, uh, and, and I, I'm not very good at humming. Um, and they just say, if you just think to yourself long enough that you're going to find your purpose, it ain't going to happen. So how do you do it? Two ways. Here's what you need to do. You need to talk to God, and you need to read God's Word. And when you do that, you're going to find your purpose. In fact, let me just say to you now, there are, there's probably some of you uh, worshiping in the, in the house today and those watching at home, but if you don't have a Bible, or perhaps you have a Bible that you were given when you were just a small child and it's in the old King James Version, uh, let me just say, if you don't have a, a, a new Bible, uh, out on the Welcome Center desk, we have a lot of these available for you. We just want you to take this home with you. And then and just invite you to go to the New Testament and start reading there. Don't go to the Old Testament. Go to the New Testament. And, and just start reading. Because I believe that you're going to find your purpose in life. First, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Colossians 1 verse 6 says this. Everything, absolutely everything, got started in Christ and finds its purpose in him. You're going to find your purpose when you find your identity in Christ. So here's the second thing. So we find our purpose uh, because Jesus Christ gives us that purpose. The second thing is uh, Jesus gives us the power that we need for the problems that we face in this life. Jesus gives us the power that we need uh, to face this life. Look at Ephesians 1.19. It says, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great God's power really is to help those who believe him. It is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. Some of you are going to look at that last part of that scripture and you're going to say, Tom, are you suggesting to us uh, that uh, if, if we just believe uh, that the same mighty power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available for us? And that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. The same mighty power of God is available for you. And all you and I must do is we must claim it. So let me ask you a very personal question. You ready? Are you ready? So the first thing that we need to understand is this. We need to understand and identify where we need the resurrection power in our lives. We need to understand where we need it in our lives. Let me say it another way. Some of you are going through life right now, and you are experiencing death right now. You're standing, you're upright, 
you're breathing, but you're experiencing death right now. In fact, I'll go on, I'll go far enough and say, you know what, um, some of you in this room are actually dead, but you're still breathing. And so the question is, where do you need the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in your life today? Where do you need the power of Jesus Christ, uh, that power that came from God so long ago, that rolled the stone away, uh, that gave new life to Jesus Christ? Where is it that you need that in your life right now? I, I, I dare say that some of you are in need of, of resurrection of motivation in your life. Some of you right now are just drifting in life. Uh, I was watching the movie Castaways the other day and, and that wonderful scene of Tom Hanks in, in the life raft. And, and he is just going wherever, wherever, wherever the tide is, was taking him, that's where he was going. And that's exactly the way it is in, in many of our lives. We're just drifting here and going there and we have no motivation. Some of you need a res resurrection in your motivation. Some of you are in need of resurrection right now in your relationships. Let me just be blunt with you. Some of you are sitting with people right now in which your relationship with them is dead and needs of resurrection. You absolutely need that resurrection in your, in your relationships. Who is it in your life right now that you have a broken relationship with? Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your boyfriend? Is it your girlfriend? Is it your mother or your, your father? Is it your son or your daughter? Is it your neighbor or your colleague at work? Some of you need to claim the power of the resurrection, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead to give you the power that you need to reclaim that relationship. I'm going to invite you today. Don't, don't let the day go by without reaching out to that person that you need to have that resurrection with in that new, new relationship with. Some of you are, are needing uh, a resurrection of energy. Goodness knows. Uh, I, I look, um, uh, as you're walking down through life, I was, uh, did the terrible thing the other day and went to the mall. And, 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 and I, but, uh, but I was sitting there waiting for someone, and I was sitting there and I was watching people. It was so amazing. So amazing to watch the number of people who are just walking over. They're not even old. They're just out of energy. And the question for me is, do you need some resurrection in your life? Do you need that new energy in your life? Do you need something in your life that is going to give you a future that you dare to hope and pray for rather than what you're, exist what you're existing with today? Do you need a new energy? See, I, I, let me just say to you, uh, some of you are here today and, and, and you're saying, Tom, you just don't understand. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand the pain that I'm in. You don't understand the, the pain that that person has caused me. You don't understand the hardship that this person has caused me. You don't understand how that person treated me. You don't understand how that person stole from me. You don't understand how, how, how this or that happened. No, I may not understand what you're going through, but I do know who has the power to overcome that which you are experiencing, and that's only Jesus Christ. And that is a power that is available to you today, unlike any other power. See, Jesus is simply saying, quit looking down and start looking up. 
How many of you right now are just looking down? I want to invite you to look up. Look up. There's a passage of Scripture, Luke 18. It says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Let me invite you to take out that nail that you were given when you came into the sanctuary. Just place it in the palm of your hand. I'd like for you to place uh, your thumb on the top of that, the pointy edge is towards my palm. I just want you to press on it in the palm of your hand. Just press on it. I want you to know that what you're feeling is to remind us that Jesus Christ died on the cross to save us from our sins. Jesus Christ was given a purpose, and that purpose was to find new life for us. And so Jesus was on that cross, and the last words that he proclaimed were simple and yet powerful. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. When you leave here today, I'm going to give you an option. The option is that you can take this nail with you. You can take this nail with you just as a reminder of God's love for you, that he died on the cross for our sins. Or you can put it in the basket, which is going to be by the exit doors. And then the usher is going to be giving you a resurrection card. And this resurrection card on the blue cross, there are wildflower seeds. And we're going to be inviting you to take this card, place it about an inch under the soil, in the soil, water it today, and then wait for the resurrection of these flowers. And allow these flowers to remind you that the power of Jesus Christ is available to resurrect you from whatever you're experiencing today that is isolating you, separating you from the love of God. Your choice. Keep the nail. Reminder. Take the card. You're going to be tempted to do this some other time. You say, I'll do this next week. No, do it today. And just as a, a personal act of saying, I want God's purpose and God's plan for my life. 2 Corinthians 5.15 once again says, Jesus included everyone in his death so that everyone could be included in his life, a life far better, far better than we can live on our own. There are some of you in this room today who are very, very close to God. Very close. 
And I just want to encourage you, keep moving closer to God. Some of you are in this room or watching at home or wherever you may be, and, 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 and you're really searching. You're really open to, to what God has for you in your future. Others of you today feel very far away, very far away from God. You came here today because someone invited you to come and you didn't know how to say no. But you're here. So my hope is that you will find God's purpose for your life, that you'll find God's plan and power for your life so that you can live your life uh, with significance and not just drift through life. That's my hope, my, my purpose for you. So I want to invite you. I want to invite you to share with me in these words of prayer. This prayer, uh, you can say out loud with me, or you can just say privately, or you can just not say it at all. Uh, but this prayer is one of the saying, I want to draw near. I want to draw near to God. Please join me. Dear God, I do not want to go through life not knowing my purpose. Thank you for loving me every moment of my life. And so today, as much as I can, I want to open my life to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me and rose again so that I could have hope in my life. Amen. Jesus came. He lived. He taught. And he was crucified. He was put into a borrowed tomb. And the power of God rolled the stone away and brought new life. That power is available to you this day. Amen.